Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Badass Women's Hour Extra Bits with me, Harriet Minter, and this week, Carrie Grant. We meet Emile Benet, the founder of Vestpod, who gives us some advice on actually saving. Underwear, armpit hair, many imitators, but no one compares. Badass Women's Hour XL with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell, and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. One, two, three, four! Now, if you're anything like me, you might find you get to the end of the month or maybe even the week before the end of the month, and your bank balance does not look as healthy as you think it should. Uh, I sit there looking at my app thinking, I don't know where it has gone. Um, well, our next guest is here to help us out. Uh, Emil Bellet is the founder of Vestpod and author of the new book, You're Not Broke, You're Pre-Rich. Hello, Emil. Hello. <laughs> I love this phrase, pre-rich. Pre-rich. <laughs> Tell us, what does it mean to be pre-rich? So for me, it's all about the mindset, actually. So I don't think being rich really means, means something. I mean, my, my background in finance, I worked in banking, so I earn money, uh, but I realized this didn't really make me happier. Uh, so I realized that actually the more important is being in control of your money and spending the, your money in a way that makes you happy. So maybe spending on things that make you happy, spending on experiences rather than on things. But for me, the most important was, yeah, being in control and have a plan for my money. Have you always been like that? Have you always been somebody who's good with money? No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I don't come from a background with actually a lot of money. And then I moved to London, started working for Lehman Brothers, I uh, worked in private equity for a few years, and I wasn't actually managing my own finances. Uh, and then I left banking, decided to build my own business before, before Vespod, and realized the importance of money management. And that's when I realized also that we don't have any help managing our own yeah. finances. I mean, especially women, where do you actually look for, for financial advice? It can be quite expensive and intimidating to actually go and meet a financial advisor. Uh, you can start reading the financial press, but it can be also a bit complicated and full of financial jargon. So where, where do you actually start your, your journey with money? And even while working in finance, I didn't even have a pension uh, for the few like early years and when it's actually the most important time to start saving money. But isn't that coming from a point of view of someone who's clearly worked for a few years at a higher level of income, consistent income? Uh, 
so is this book for everyone? I'm thinking about I'm self-employed, yep. so I don't exactly. necessarily have the, at the end of the month kind of thing going on. And also for many people now, they're on zero hours, aren't they? So they yep. can never guarantee mm-hmm. yep. what they're going to earn. Do you have to have that background like you've got of going, well, I did a good few years where I could just, I just knew I was going to earn this much, much every month, five years, that way, that you can, of course, anyone can plan from that point of view, can't they? But how do you take it beyond that? Yeah, so I think looking back at, you know, women and money, uh, this is quite a big issue, actually. So women will retire retire now on one fifth, 20% pension savings of men, but we also live longer and we earn less. So there's a big problem around, we, and there's also the, the gender pay gap. So since we earn less, we manage to save less money. Yeah, we pension don't pay gap suddenly hot Yeah, potato, it's huge. It? It's huge. Yeah. And also, I mean, and, and at the same time, we, me, women are earning more money. We are becoming wealthier. There's a massive shift of wealth uh, from, from men to women, which is great. But women don't actually have, at the moment, the financial education to, to you know, actively manage their own finances. So I wrote this book, and actually I'm the founder of a platform called Vespod. And what I do is giving women the confidence to start managing their own money. And if you look at the community, women come from all different backgrounds. Uh, They're not rich, they're not poor. I mean, it's a mix of everything. And really what they do is they come, we do events, we do workshops, and we try to teach women everything from, you know, the importance of saving money, uh, repaying your credit card debt. If you're in debt, where can you actually go? And start from the very beginning. But if you're more advanced, also can you invest your money, understanding how much you, you how much money you need to save uh, in your life. Are to any be of able these women, I'm just asking for a yeah. friend, like mother to four children? Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. Because they cost a lot of money, those kids. Yes, That's I know. where your savings has gone, yeah. straight away. Yeah, and, and I work in finance, so initially I didn't realise actually the importance of, of, I mean, as you say, managing money and stuff, but that's by building up the community and meeting women every day. So we run workshops every week. We had over a thousand women coming through the workshops and I had almost one-on-one discussion with them, so I don't give them financial advice, but I just give them all the tools, all the guidance to actually start managing their own finances and I got so many questions so a workshop is two hours and at the end I have maybe 50 questions about what's a pension what's a night do you know this stuff so I don't so I am well known for being really bad with money I'm really really bad with it and I have a part pension because when I had a full-time job I had a pension with that job and they paid into it thank god for with me not for me but with me um and then I left that and I went self-employed and I was like, oh, yes, I must get a pension. And I've been thinking, I must get a pension for three years and I haven't got one. I've been thinking it yeah. for 53 years. But it, yeah. it's so hard when you're self-employed and I'm really fighting for, you know, to have some changes on the space because when you're, you have, when you're an employee and you have an employer, there's this thing called tax relief and also yeah. employer contribution. So basically, as it's mandatory for you to save into your pension, the government will top it up. And your employer will also top it up. So your pot of money will grow much faster. Now, if you're self-employed, you have no obligation whatsoever to start saving for your retirement. So if you decide you want to start saving for your retirement, you have to open your personal pension, start putting money into it. And the government will also top up the money you put into this pension. It's called the tax relief, which is really good. But I mean, I've been a freelancer for years and I know it works. So clients pay you very late or they don't pay you. At the end of the year, what do you do? You do your self-assessment tax return, you pay your taxes and you have absolutely no money left uh, to, to save actually in your pension. So can you actually start saving 
a little bit. Can I just say, Harriet and I are sitting looking at you <laughs> like two naughty schoolgirls <laughs> like, that have done all their financial planning wrong and every word that comes out of your mouth is cutting us right now. Am, I, am I not right, I'm Harriet? Like, you know, it's because I've made, <laughs> I've made all these mistakes and I'm I realised all my friends, I mean, we were all doing the same mistakes. So I think it's really trying to talk to women, you know, as early as possible and tell them, you know... But you can... how do we... How do we instill, if, if one does not have it naturally, how do we instill a saving mindset? Because I don't know what happened at the age of 18, because up to the age of 18, I was excellent at saving. <laughs> and then somehow, at the age of 18, that gift left me, and I have never been able to save since. What and was it you discovered at 18? Boys and booze, I think, is basically. That, is that what's <laughs> costing you? That's, it's always the men's fault. It's always the men's fault. Um, but I I don't feel like I can save. And I recently downloaded an app called yep. Moneybox. Yes. And what Moneybox does, it's brilliant, Carrie. What Moneybox does is every time you hook your debit card up to it and then every time you spend anything, it rounds it up to a pound. So if you spent some £2.50 on something, yeah. it would round it up and it would just take the extra 50p yeah. and it puts the 50p in a savings account. And somehow in sort of four months, I've saved nearly 500 quid. That's amazing. Wow. And I haven't noticed it because it's just been going out on my daily spending. Yeah. And... So that, I mean, obviously, and then I saw that in the app. I obviously haven't opened the app the entire time I've had it. Saw it, opened it the other day, saw it. I was like, oh, what could I do with that 500 quid? Yes. <laughs> what can I spend it on? And what would you normally spend it on? I mean, it would disappear and I wouldn't even know. On what? So I'm really, I eat out a lot. Yeah. Uh, I go out with my friends a lot. I am... So socialising. A lot of socialising. Like, if I see a theatre thing I want to go to, I'm like, oh, I'll just go to the theatre. But in London, that's 100 quid before you've yeah. done anything. Yeah. Um, if I see an event that I want to go to, I'll, just, I'll go to an event. If it's raining, I'm like, oh, I'll get an Uber <laughs> at, you yeah. know, surge prices. So I'm I'm a fritterer. Yep. So, Emil, what, what do, do, you what know, do we do you, with do fritterers? Do we just stay in? Yes. We're not allowed to get <laughs> a cab. And... So this is, I can't tell you how I, I try to organise my finances because for me, like understanding my numbers is already like being in control. So what I've, what, what you can start doing is looking at the past maybe three months uh, at your bank that. account. I know. <laughs> and try to look at how you're spending money. And there's a lot of apps that can help you to do that. But trying to understand, I mean, you were saying you were spending maybe on restaurants, on theater. Yeah. Try to understand per month how much you're spending on your essentials. So essentials is like, you know, your rent, transportation, groceries. So things... You can't really My groceries cut. are like ridiculous. Yeah. Because it's the one thing I'm not well, prepared also to compromise got a, on. a really big family yeah. as well. So. It costs yeah. hundreds of pounds a week exactly. to feed my family. Yeah. So if at least you know how much you're spending on that, yeah. but that's fine. You know, you have to spend this money on this. You have to feed your family and it's totally fine. I do, and, yeah. you know. And if you, so that's okay. <laughs> and if you feel good about look it, it's Karen, totally she's okay. Like, look, I'm yeah. so good. Got yeah. my halo shining. Yeah. <laughs> but I have no pension. No, I'm exactly. Three. So I'm going to die really well. Okay. <laughs> but I'm going to have such a healthy body. I'm going to live really to like 90. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to have to stop the Ocado <laughs> orders at 75. <laughs> you know me too well. <laughs> And, and I think once once you know how you're spending money today, can you try to to understand where you want now to be spending your money? So now that you know, so I try to have three categories when I look at my expenses: the essentials, so things I can't really reduce, my rent, transportation, maybe yeah. groceries, utility bills, 
then my savings. So if you save zero today, that's zero and that's fine. Uh, and then the rest is usually lifestyle. So it's like restaurant, shopping and stuff like that. So these are three categories. Now for next month, can you try to have a limit on these categories? So this should be 100%, the three of them. Mm -hmm. So what experts like give as an advice is to have no more than 50%, so people are going to jump, 50% uh, of your salary that goes into your, your fixed expenses, uh, so your essential expenses. But if you live in London, the problem is your rent yeah. is going to be more than 50% uh, of, of what you earn usually. So just adjust the percentages. And after paying like these essentials, can you have a little pocket of savings? So experts would say you have to save 20%. Um, like it's a lot of money. Maybe for some people it's less, it's more. But can you start by saving 1% of your salary? Yeah. Maybe start by saving 5% of your salary. And you do that like the first day of the month. And then the money that's left on your account, then you can spend it. And if you have to cut the last restaurant of the month or the last shopping of the month, maybe it's fine. And you end up hopefully at zero at the, at the end of the month, but you've already saved this 1%, 5%, 20%, whatever it is. It's all those percentages that kill us, though. Yes. Because you earn £100. Yeah. In my world, your agent gets 20, so you've got 80 yeah. quid. Yeah. Then they say this 20% needs to go aside for tax. Yeah. So you then put 20%. Then you've got to pay £10 an hour at least childcare. Yeah. And then you've got to wear an outfit on the telly that costs 50 quid. Yeah. So basically, it's cost you 30 quid to do that £100 job. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's... I mean, that's that's my world. But I'm I'm thinking like if I was a nurse working in London, where you've got London rent, yeah. how do people put money... It's all very well to say put money aside. How do you do that? We're going to answer that question. I know because we've had lots of listeners call in about that exact thing where they're paying for their petrol, they're paying for their clothing. We're going to talk about that coming up after this break. Badass Women's Hour XL on Talk Radio. She'll get you talking. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Emil, 
if one is um so for me I am not <laughs> I was going to make about someone else but let's just let's just do my financial situation now give me the advice for me like I sometimes feel that I am spending money just to kind of li- to make money I feel like I'm constantly spending money in order to make money which is I think a bit of the kind of freelancer crisis yeah. But when we see people who are like, I know, delivery drivers for Amazon, for example, have to pay for their own petrol. So already the second they leave the house to go to work to earn money, they're losing money. How do we try and balance that within ourselves? Is there, I guess, what's the best way to handle that? Because I instantly, my instant reaction to that is to feel actually a bit kind of, to feel a bit annoyed that that's the situation. And then when I'm annoyed, I go and spend the money. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I think money is, is, I mean, it's, it's such a difficult topic. I mean, it's it's a very loaded topic. We never learned about money uh, in itself. I mean, none of us received any financial education. It's not taught in school. It's not taught in, at university. And actually, I mean, f- if you're lucky to graduate from university, you also have a huge uh, student loan. So people are also used to live with debt and with credit, which is actually a pretty bad feeling Mm. Um, and I think the other thing is you learn financial habits very young so you learn them from the age of three and by seven your financial habits uh, regarding money are sort of set in stone Uh, so you would learn things about money from your parents and observing how your parents behave with money so you have when you you now want to manage your own money you have sort of to think about your like young young yeah. like early days and so how we you were all, feeling most, about money lots of people have parents who would you know walk a mile up the road because there was two pence off a can of beans or they would walk to the next bus stop because it would be less money yeah if you've grown up in in your working class like my husband and i have that that's the kind of our, our mums were really really stingy and we are the opposite yeah so we've got to go back to thinking in that stingy way yeah. So I think this have. is a really interesting psychological thing because I have a similar thing, which is when I grew up, my, there was no money. So and my parents' attitude, my parents' parents had been quite well off. And so they had grown up where there was always money. So if you wanted to do something, you just went and did it. Yeah, yeah. And then that money disappeared because they were very busy doing things. Um, and so my parents didn't have that money, uh, but they still wanted to buy the stuff. So they would just put on a credit card. Mm. Yeah. 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 And... when I kind of got to the point where I was earning my own money and I remember talking actually to a psychologist about this I had a thing where I thought I have to buy it because what if next week I can't afford it and I think there's something which is when you have grown up without money and then you find that you have some yes you know there is always that constant belief at the back of your head which is why I might not have this money tomorrow so let's spend it now yeah yeah yeah, I think there's also the thing of getting onto the property, lads. I wanted to ask you about mm. that because in London, you know, it used to be again. I'm talking about my generation. Thirty years ago, you know, you saved your twenty thousand pound deposit, and that was it. Whereas these days, you, your deposit needs to be like two hundred grand or something stupid. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, how many people have um, got that kind of money just sitting around? No. And I think a lot of people won't be able actually to, uh, you know, to buy a property in London, but. What I'm thinking is that maybe it's okay. I mean, if you at least saving money somewhere else. So maybe you don't have enough to put together a deposit to buy a house, but can you start saving money for your retirement? Can you save start saving money for other things and actually start build, building wealth? So I think by putting this money and making it grow, so potentially 
investing it or putting it on saving saving accounts that pay you a little bit more than inflation, which is really hard at the moment, can you put your money somewhere where it's going to grow? So I think, you know, property is one thing. And I think historically we've all seen our, you know, maybe our parents, grandparents, I mean, the previous generation, it was much easier for them to, to buy property, but it's really hard today. So if you can't do it, what else can you do with your money? You talk about even with little amounts. So if someone's got... Uh Ten pounds or twenty pounds a week or a month. I don't know. I think I think amount. with savings, uh, it's very important to start. And you can start with five pound. You can start with ten pound. With twenty five pound. But by by starting with this habit every month. So if you've been if you've been saving twenty five pound a month for six months then maybe you can start saving £30 a month. Then the next month, £35 a month, and gradually increase your savings. It's a bit like you um, with your rounding up. Yeah, I yeah, think it's it like is. With so the rounding up, yeah. And, you um, make it small enough that you don't feel like you notice it. And also, for me, I make it small enough that I don't feel like it... I'm gonna, I don't feel like I can go and spend it on anything great, which is when I have, like, you know, I've got £50, I'm like, oh, I can, you know, go out for a really nice evening out and go for dinner, get a cab home. Well, maybe not London, but, you know... <laughs> That's quite, that feels like a substantial yeah. amount of money that I can do something with. When I've got a fiver, I'm like, what am I going to do with that? Yeah, yeah you're, you're right. And, and I feel you feel, you feel quite good once you have this little pot of saving. I mean, now you have your mm-hmm. Moneybox account and you have a little yeah. bit of money. So, you know, if something happens tomorrow, you have this little, little pot of money. So if you have, I don't know, like a medical emergency, whatever happens in your, ho- in your ho- yeah. home, uh, you can take money from this pot. So, well, I haven't um, actually worked out how to do that on the app yet. But yeah. yes, don't theoretically, yeah, do that. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you feel slightly better about it because the problem is when you don't have any savings, where you go is your credit card and you start taking money from your credit card and paying things from mm. your credit card. But I don't have a credit card. I just yeah. think they're, they're bad because they do. They, they, you know, and, and all the time the bank then contact you and say, we've upped your limit, we've upped your limit. It's like, yeah. I don't I want to borrow more yeah. money, thank you. Yeah. It makes it way harder. And then it's very stressful to want to repay your credit card and interest rates on credit card can be up to maybe 18, 20%. Yeah. So that's extremely high and you start paying interest on interest on interest. So it snowballs and then it's, it's I mean, it's going to be harder to repay a credit card. I mean, if you're in credit card debt, actually there's some amazing debt charities online. So you can anonymously call them uh, and you will speak to an advisor and they will give you some like debt repayment uh, methods to in order to clear your debt. And same, it can take months, it can take years, but I think it's the first step. It's, it's really repaying uh, expensive it's, debt. Do you think it's better to repay your debt or to try and save? So if, like Harry says, if you've got at the end of the month, you've got an extra 20 quid, is it better to put that 20 pounds in a savings account or is it better to pay off a little bit extra on your credit card? Yeah, so... The credit cards, it's much better to repay them in full at the end of the month because then you start paying interest. And if you pay 18%, 20% interest, that's a lot of money. Yeah. And if you put money on a saving account or on, or on a cash ISA, so an individual saving account, so it's a one type of, of saving account where you don't pay taxes, on these accounts, you usually get 1% interest. So it would be much better, uh, I think, I think, to repay your debt than leaving it on somewhere, um, you know, where you don't earn interest. But at the same time, maybe you will feel better slowly building up a pot of savings. So maybe from this money that you save at the end of the month, can you use some to repay some of your debt and maybe some to start building up your savings? Because when we talk about savings, for me, I see savings as different pots of money and they can be very small pots of money, but you will need savings for 
any emergency. So it's always good to have a little bit of savings on the side, but you also need savings for the long term if you can. So can you start saving for... There always seem to be lots of emergencies in my life. Yeah, yes, yeah. well, exactly. Do you know what I mean? So, There's like a washing machine that goes yeah. down or your dishwasher or, you know, children have got a school trip or things that you weren't expecting. I have a friend who has um, six months of her salary saved and she doesn't touch it. Yeah, David and, and I used to do that. We should do six months mortgage. We always used to say we need to yeah. keep six months mortgage in an account so that if we don't work for six months, we can at least pay the mortgage. Yeah, yeah. it's that's felt what, good when that's we what did I that, hear actually. advisors <laughs> actually saying that you would need maybe three to six months of living expenses, so maybe not salary, living expenses yeah. on the side on the saving account in case you lose your job. What is it that we're overspending on? What, when you meet with people, what, when you look at what, where they're spending, where are they going over the top? Where should we be cutting well, back? I think in London you spend so much on your rent already. Mm-hmm. You spend so much on... Uh, I mean, transportations, and I mean, we said a millennial generation, we spend on, you know, avocado and coffee. That's fine, <laughs> you know, spend on what I do you like. I do like an avocado, good. though, I've got to be honest. <laughs> yeah. And a coffee. No, exactly. <laughs> but if you spend a coffee, it's fine. But can you, can you look at, for example, your dinners, the Ubers for the month, your subscriptions? I think we all pay a lot of money on subscriptions, subscriptions yeah. but ridiculous. we don't even realize it. Uh, so, of course, there's maybe the Netflix, the Amazon and stuff. But can you actually go on your bank account and check? Because these, like, well, £10 a month, £5 a month, they go up very quickly. Yes. Yeah. Actually, Amazon is a real trip up for me because I have Amazon. I'm thinking maybe I should cancel my Amazon Prime because I have it. And I'm like, oh, that'd be, I can get that tomorrow. Bye. Yeah. Bye. And it does yeah. encourage you to just click yeah. and buy without really thinking about how much do I really, really need this? Yeah. Or could I get it cheaper elsewhere? Mm. And I think one way to save money for me was uh, lunch. Uh, Like, I mean, it's super simple. People love to eat out. But can you pack your lunch? I mean, it's going to cost like nothing. You don't need to be an amazing cook. But as soon as you go out for lunch in London, uh, even to get a takeaway, it's going to cost you £10. So all these Uber Eats and stuff, they're actually quite expensive. Yeah. I think the transport is, I look at what my kids spend, my two oldest girls spend their money on, and it's all on that particular company. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a problem. It's a, it's a developing habits as well, actually, isn't it? Which is when when you develop a habit which says, oh, I don't get the tube home, I get a cab home. Yeah. Yeah. Then suddenly, within two weeks, that's that's how you do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it yeah. becomes weird to do it. Anyway. Yeah, and then it becomes your new, like, your norm. New normal. Yeah. Yeah. So the norm is I take uh, Uber or whatever to go home. So you know this is the money you're going to spend. So... I'm going to spend a little bit more tonight. So what else are you going to spend on? Yeah. I mean, thank you so much for coming in and joining us. Um, You're Not Broke, You're Pretty Rich is available now. (laughs) Amazon bestseller, if you want to Amazon Prime it. Um, Emil Vinny, thank you so much for coming in and chatting to us. One, two, three, four! This has been the Badass Women's Hour podcast with me, Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton. If you want to hear more from us, you can come follow us on social media at Badass Women's Hour HR um, or leave us a review and tell us how much you love us. We really need to feel the love. Five stars should do it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.